Hey everybody, welcome to The Point with me, your host, Jeff Spikes. I am I am thrilled to be here. I'm taking a tangent here off of talking about short-term goals, and we're going to talk about integrity today. I've had this topic a couple of times before, but something's come to my attention, and I've been working on it for a while, and it's just, it's getting some legs in my opinion, and I thought it would be fun to investigate a little bit further. So, man, my glasses feel like they're really dirty, but um, oh yeah, they might be. So I'll just keep talking while I clean them up. Look, I, I'm i so excited that you're here, that you're paying attention, that you're listening. Your comments have been really firing me up. There's actually been some comments that have come back that have had me go further in this direction. And we're going to talk today that the, the conversation is really about integrity. And there's so many different views and opinions about integrity. One of them being that, man, if, you know, a, more of a judgment state that if people don't understand integrity, then we have a problem. And I think that's true if we're in the framework of just a basic moral ethical viewpoint of what integrity looks like in a work environment where being honest, being forthright, you know, there's a lot of things that come to, to that. But I still believe, as I've said before, that it's really important to to really look at the idea or think about the idea of um defining what that morality is in, a, in an organization so that, pe so that you can really list and come up with ways to help the people working in the organization win. Because the more defined it is, the more you can come up with these, what I call core competencies that help us determine behaviors that we can help people see that this is how you win and demonstrate this value in our organization. So I know that was kind of a long stretch there on it, but that, and that's fantastic. And maybe those things are common sense, and yet maybe it's supportive to go ahead and spell them out a little bit. It doesn't mean, just because we define integrity, doesn't mean that someone else's view of it or thought of it isn't wrong. But it, there is, there can be confusion because we can have integrity of wanting to be honest, but still be fearful of losing our job or, you know, picking our battles, right? There's, a, there's this whole idea of knowing when to pick our battles. Um, so... When we have people working for us, when we're leaders, to understand the environment, right? Tip of the sword is about that point. You know, my company is was designed and, and thought of under the understanding of looking at the point where the perception meets the projection. So we project something out to people as leaders, and it's perceived a certain way. We want that point, that moment, that integration to be smooth, seamless, and be authentic and accurate to our design. So that's what we work on. And defining integrity can be important for that. Right? That being said, what if we start looking at the idea, and this is where I have had the most recent brainstorms, what if we really look at and consider the definition of integrity, not only as morals and ethics, but also we look and start looking at the strength of an organization. So I, I welcome you to look up integrity and, and look at these two definitions and put them together. I've done that and it and it's just created a lot of really good thought for me and some, some what I feel like are some pretty solid ideas. But when we combine them together, right, the dimension, if we add them, there, there be, it gets more, we add more dimensions to it. We have morals and ethics that we can certainly clarify that in this environment, this is what moral, what our morals and ethics look like. This is what we're upholding. You know? um, inclusion of others, um, free thought, free freedom of thought and ideas and, and workflow, 
Um, integrity means productivity, or maybe integrity means communicating when we can't meet a, 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 an objective, or we can, we can add as much de definition as we want to support people in wrapping their head around the framework of what we're trying to accomplish in the organization. And, you know, I've shared before that integrity, the reason this comes up so much for me is that, is that I look at there's so much integrity in the world that's based on loyalty, and that's not always honest, that's not always fair, because if we base integrity on loyalty, we're, we're, it, it changes the topic. That is what happened in Watergate, right? That is a lot of our political history. And not to go down the road of politics, um, that was a book written by Harold, uh, by uh, Eagle Bud Crow. You can look it up for yourself. Um, he was Nixon's chief of staff, and it's it's an interesting read. So, but we're but to talk about just moving away from integrity as loyalty and really defining it can be helpful. Uh, and loyalty may be a part of it. And if that's what it is, that's that's okay. But let's also look at the strength of an organization. Loyalty can play into creating strength in an organization. But when we're inside an organization, being loyal to subgroups, it's, we can break all that down really easily by looking at the values and honoring the values and understanding the values of each different work group and understanding why there might be different sets of values within an organization. Supply chain and accounting would be a good example of that. Um, there's different objectives that each one are trying to accomplish, and yet they're both very much intertwined. And a lot of company, a lot of people might talk about how there's silos in an organization, and I say, man, there's usually silos for a reason. I have silos in my own persona of things of you know different parts of me that are very well protected. I I'm not the aggressive. If I'm out working with cattle or if I'm out in an athletic environment, I might be really aggressive in my approach to things. Um, I'm not that way with my children, right? I'm not um, most of the time. <laughs> so when I pick up a baby and hold it, I don't have, it, there are silos between them. Very importantly, right? Because I don't want to blend those two characteristics together. There's different values in what I'm trying to accomplish at the time. Same thing can happen in organizations. So you will, you, as those of you that know and that have commented on the fact that I'm always, I'm always playing with these similarities of what really is the same in everything, because there are many things that are the same, whether it's in an individual or in a work group or in an organization or in your own company, in a church and whatever. So now we move from morals and ethics into the organizational strength, right? We move into integrity as a as the stability of something, right? A building, uh, the, the we measure the integrity of a structure after earthquakes. We add different components to a, to a building to increase the integrity of a structure. Well, how are we using integrity in the morals and ethics to establish more? more structural integrity in an organization. These things are important to consider and start to bring together. So I'm doing some writing on it. I'll put out, a, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be putting out a few articles. I'm committing myself to putting out a few articles on that. Um, so it, it, you can hold me to that. Um, I'll at least get something, I'll be getting something out there. But <clears throat> regardless of that, if I just want to move through, through a couple of free-flowing thoughts to get the ideas moving for us all to discuss more and have better conversations on because I think it matters. 
we can have all the integrity in our life and we can be proud of the level of integrity that we exude, right? If we have excellence in integrity, right, as one of the components of our life, that's fantastic. Question, is it stabilizing the structure that you're looking for as a foundation for living? In an organization, is it strengthening the organization? Is it increasing the foundation, is strengthening the foundation and allowing more longevity? If it is, how is it doing that and how are the people in the organization demonstrating it and how can we give them better tools to continue doing that? And what starts happening from that? Is it is happiness important? Is how engaged someone is important? Is someone's passion towards reaching their goals important to that? So we start really looking at what does make our organization strong based on what the organization is. And everyone gets to determine that for themselves. So what we do is we look at the synergy of how these things work together and find a unity in those purposes. So we, we look at the morals and ethics. We think about the organizational strength of it. We look for the synergy of, of this concept and that unity of purpose, and then we build trust. So if we're in an organization, then we build the trust that comes with that in demonstrating both. We lead by example first. We lead by example. Every single one of us, every single one of you, you are sitting here listening to this right now. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're going through the store and you've got it in one ear. Maybe you're going through the store and you got it in both ears because you're trying to ignore everyone around you. May, wherever you are listening to this, maybe you're in the gym, wherever you are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, we can think about this idea of how you are a leader. You're leading yourself and you're leading others. Somewhere in this world, you're leading others. At the bare minimum, you're leading your, in yourself in your own life. And we can start by leading by example. And to make a leap here really quickly and talk about personal improvement and making gains in our own personal life, this is one way we can lead by example when we're trying to communicate between our conscious mind and our unconscious selves. Our unconscious mind and our conscious mind, there's times where it's important to say, man, I'm going to do this today. We've talked about consistency of bare minimums of at least knowing that I'm going to show up. If I can't make it, if I can't train in the gym, I've had the shoulder issue going on. I still go to the gym, I get on the treadmill and I do the other exercises I've been learning to on how to strengthen the shoulder and heal whatever's going on here. And then I have another, a team of other people helping me get that better. I lead by example in my own life with my own self to say not to abandon the gym just because my shoulder's out. We look for other ways to do that. That strengthens the integrity and the types of exercises I'm doing are strengthening the integrity of the shoulder and everything around it. And my unconscious mind and my conscious mind don't start to believe something different and they stay in alignment. Alignment equals integrity as in strength. Right, so now it's all tighter. But if our if we're if we're split and we're constantly fighting ourselves internally, that's an issue. So we start leading by example there with ourselves first. We start leading by example in other places where we're around other people and demonstrating what we see as integrity 
in both ways and start demonstrating how it strengthens. Start bringing up conversations about how our behaviors are strengthening the environment or strengthening our relationship and why. We start, we don't have to do it so directly. We can do it with, with basic ideation and thought in how we talk and how we share. So <clears throat> as we get through this, <laughs> we start to build trust, which is this glue that just binds, right? And what starts to happen is we begin to have an ethical resilience, All right? So I, there's a lot of, myself, um, tenacity, resilience, um, our ability to keep getting up every anytime we get knocked down. Like there's a song about that, right? Anytime that we do that, there's this resilience that happens. And our, what starts to happen is we begin to gain an ethical resilience, not to go scriptural or anything else here or, or, or religious. Um, yeah, maybe we just won't go there today. Um, <laughs> there is this, this, well, you know, I, there, I'm just going to say the fruits of the spirit I've learned to use as a gauge to say, and I'm not sure if this is the reason I don't want to go, go church religion here is that I don't know if this is the proper use of the fruits of the spirit in the that, that I've read in the Bible and Galatians. I don't know if this is the proper use in a spiritual world, in a church environment, or if this is just something I've chosen to do. I, I it work it's working it's worked for me over the years, but to use the uh, the fruits of the spirit as a gauge to say how close, how connected am I feeling to my understanding of higher power and universe? How connected I am to this source. And the fruits of the spirit are a way to do that. So if I have some sense of self-control and I'm able to say no to things or I'm able to say yes to things and actually follow through and do them, my integrity is increasing because I'm being being more of my word. I told somebody yesterday I would email them as soon as I got off the phone. I would email them the PDF version of my ebook. They're a client and I, I, I do this for my clients. Anyway, I can make it easier for people to access it. Um, and I, I do, and it's um, and I didn't do it. So today I'm doing it. But some I, somehow in there I'm out of integrity because I didn't follow through and do something I said I'd do. Now I will still do it. It will just won't be in the same timing. But I told this person I would do it as soon as I hung up. I'm not in the habit or in the process of beating myself up anymore because that would be another breach of integrity. Because I've committed to be kind to myself and as forgiving to myself as I am to others. That doesn't change the fact that I noticed that it wasn't done right. And then I get to say, hey, I didn't do this like I said I would. And I'm now correcting that best I can. If there's anything else I would need to do to, to, to make that better for that person, I would. And wouldn't it be fantastic if, I didn't if those thoughts didn't have to be there at all because I just did it? Sure. And isn't it okay that it didn't work out that way and I'm at least getting it today? Of course. It's, But it's also a great example to talk about about how integrity works because there could be now doubt in that person. If I do that enough times, that person's going to think, man, he doesn't do what he says he's going to do. Right? So if that happens enough, it begins to develop a standard for how I show up that is their perspective of my projection. My projection is I say, I'm gonna do this, I don't do it. So the perception is, boom. 
it's a shift in integrity. It's not as strong or un, or unshakable or unstoppable as if I had followed through and done it to begin with and did that. So the more consistently I can follow through and do it, the better it is. That's true for all of us. Now, we get into this and we start looking at how we cultivate integrity, and this is how we do it. We start looking at these smaller ways, not in a way to beat ourselves up, just to evaluate. We start being open to feedback. We start, if we're in an organization, we can start encouraging others to speak up when they have a sense of something not going well, not in a judgmental way, of course, because we can have a value that keeps us, that helps keeps a guide post around how whether or not we judge each other and how we how we demonstrate that. But Nonetheless, we, we, we start asking for more conversation and more honesty and more, more awareness and freedom to say, man, you didn't do that when you said you would. And be supportive, you know, this pushes me a little bit into the conversation about accountability because I think there's enough accountability in the world except for when there's not. But I do believe that there's enough accountability in the world and that what accountability tends to miss, I think what we don't have enough of is accountability in the form of encouragement. When we put accountability as encouragement or with encouragement, it's no longer, you, you didn't do this when you said you would. So therefore, how do we set up a consequence? Well, some clients love a consequence and they're like, man, I, I know what I don't want. And if you give me a, a, a move away from scenario that I, that's a consequence, if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, I'll, and I will, I, 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 I fess up, I will ask for that from a coach on, on occasion when I really think that's needed. But most of the time, I've been beating my own self up enough, and I've got enough other people out there trying to beat me up. We all have enough critics in the world. Right? We were almost in this day and age welcoming critics, like bring it on. If I don't have a critic, I'm not doing, I'm not loud enough. I'm not saying the right things, right? Um, I know I'm getting my word out there, the word out there or, or my thoughts out there if I'm getting some feedback that's in the form of criticism, right? There's some beliefs around there like that. I, so let, let's just go back to this whole thing of encouragement. We don't need more of that necessarily. Most of the time, what I need is someone coming from a place of understanding of knowing, just knowing, right, that I have a desire. And if they don't know it, acting as if, this is a great thing to do when you're working with other people and you're trying to, to build integrity in them. So we start looking at cultivating integrity, that we're back on that now. If we're cultivating integrity, it's a good thing to assume and that's, I, that's a, I don't love that word, but act, let's just say act as if that person has a deep desire to fulfill their accountability, to do what they say they're going to do and to do what's their best to do what they, to do what's right in the situation. So if we act as if and believe as if in how we move forward, they, the, the person on the other end of that conversation still has an opportunity to do the right thing. And if we push too hard, some, sometimes, if we push too hard with the consequence side of it, there's, the closer they are to a, I don't give a crap mode of, or I just give up and they throw their hands up in the air, 
the, the closer we can push someone there. So rather than push someone there, we can act as if that they have that, well, if, so that if we don't believe it, give them an opportunity to demonstrate to us that that's true, that, wow, they do care, right? And they do want to do their best. They do want to be accountable to getting something done. They do want to get something, get it done, do what they said they were gonna do. So we act as if, and we move forward with that idea when we talk to them, and then we encourage them. The conversation changes from, well, you, you didn't do it, what the heck's gonna happen now, or this is gonna happen now, to, wow, are you okay? How's that feel? I know you really wanted to get that done. Is it a, is it a problem, or are you gonna grab it now, or do you need any other type of support or help to get there? I know how important that was. I know that, or even if I don't know how important it was, because we wanna be honest. I believe that was important to you. I had look, I, there's evidence that it was important to you. And if there's not evidence, don't say it, but man, I believe that was important to you. And move on. Now, maybe you don't believe it was important to them. Well, call me. I can help you change that perspective because most of the time people are hiding and what, what, the way you can tell that they're, it's important to them is that they're beating themselves up or they're giving up or they're losing hope. You don't lose hope if you don't care. You don't give up if you weren't fighting or try, wanting to do something right to begin with. So it's all how we frame it. We cultivate integrity by having encouragement, accountability via encouragement, which comes from a position of believing that that person was doing their best and wanting to deliver and wanting to do their best. So. Again, we're leading by example, and at this point, we start strengthening the core. Think about that in fitness. Think about that in other things. The, the base of what we're doing when we're talking about integrity is what really strengthens the most. Well-defined, well-defined integrity with the intention and the discussion and the awareness around how the values we have of integrity and the definition of that how that is strengthening ourselves and our organization and our work groups and whatever they are, our people, our clients, our whatever they are, the people that we're in service to. And then we nurture this culture, right? We nurture this culture of ethics and reward, celebrate, acknowledge, promote all of the benefits that we're gleaning from this type of intentional, well-defined integrity. So this is one of the things that we do at Tip of the Sword. It's one of the things I do as a coach when I'm working with individuals. Um, there's all kinds of things that end up happening when our expectations are let down. And we step Think about a time when you lost your cool and said inappropriate things to someone or things you wish you hadn't said, whether they were appropriate or not, that in hindsight you wish you hadn't said it. I've never raised my voice and felt like I won. Well, rarely have I ever raised my voice and felt, felt like that was a win for anyone. It's an extreme circumstance that that would be true. Um, I, it, it, it just... It's amazing how that works, right? So think of a time when you've said or done something outside of your, the context of who you are, of who you choose to be, and how high were your expectations? And when your expectations are lowered, 
are low, are high, and you, your expectations aren't met. That's what I'm saying. So when your expectations are really high, higher than should could be accepted expected based on the situation, we lose, we get we get frustrated. We get we were like, what are you doing? You're not because and we want someone to level up. Man, that's when we tend to lose our lose our composure and make mistakes and say things that start damaging that. So nurturing this culture of ethics, if we when we have intentionality around it and when we can really start demonstrating and having these discussions, we can all have a level playing field of being human and allowing ourselves the room and the space to work within the realm of having integrity that strengthens what we're doing, ourselves and others around us and our organizations. So to wrap this up, you know, um, I I hope we have more conversation about this. That this topic and the more in depth view of what of how we approach integrity uh, came from topic and conversation with clients and with listeners. And um, so I welcome and encourage more of it. It's uh, together we grow stronger, right? Together we have better ideas and more understanding of what's happening. Um, I hadn't thought of integrity in these in these aspects until I um, got um, I started working with a guy Roland Todd. He's a, a, an amazing coach with a, an amazing history. He wrote a book called What's Missing, and he talks about it. And that a couple of months ago, I grabbed his book and um, was reading it, and was completely his take on integrity was 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 very interesting. From a, a quote from someone from Harvard, um, so. But again, this is all because we all come together, we, we listen to each other, we collaborate, we read each other's information, or each other's books and writings and articles and everything else, and we get ideas. And through sharing those ideas and then sharing experiences that come from exercising those ideas, man, we get a bit stronger. So keep sharing and keep continue, right? Let's continue being a part of community where we share and we authenticate and validate what's happening, we'll all get stronger from the stories, the experiences, and together we get stronger. We couldn't do, we couldn't do half of this alone. <laughs> Although, oh my goodness, Art, we do have a very special inner landscape, each of us individually. So appreciate everybody, love to all and peace and blessings. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next time. This is gonna wrap. I think this is episode 21 as we keep moving. All right, talk soon. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.